Talking Sports Junkies, turn up your headphones, because it's time for another episode of Cooler Talk, hosted by the Benchwarmers, Jeremy Odina and Dusan Brown. The freshest sports debates from the Gatorade Cooler straight to your eardrums. For the first time in five years, welcome back to the Cool Talk podcast with your host, Jeremy Odina, and my co-host, Tucson Brown. What's up? So, yeah, we've been away for quite some time, and uh, the last time we were here was early 2017. We were in a much different place in our lives, and um, I was working at a radio station. I was in a whole different career, and um, I decided to move on from that career, and that kind of slowed down what we were able to do. We had a whole studio there, and we were able to work out of it, and but now our lives are starting to slow down a little bit more and have some stability, and we're here back to give you some more sports talk. So yeah, why don't we just go over what the heck has been happening in the last five years uh, since we last met. Definitely. Uh, you go first, Jerry. Yeah, okay. So yeah, like I said, I, I had a career change. I um, was working in radio and I decided to move on to something a little bit more lucrative and more, a little bit more stability. Um, the place that I was working at um, got bought out and uh, the, stu- the studio space that I had was um, taken over by 985 The Sports Hub in Boston. And um, as cool as that was, I was, you know, super disappointed and um, I decided to go into healthcare. And uh, I started school in the fall um, for nursing. And it's definitely the best decision I made in my adult life as far as recognizing when it's time to move on from something that, like, you know, was. A huge focus in my life. That's what I went to school for, and uh, realizing something's not working and being able to switch gears takes a lot. Um, I recommend it if you're uh, if you're on the fence about thinking about it. Um, if you're thinking about a career change, I, I suggest you definitely go for it, um, especially if it's going to bring your you know your life more stability. It's never too late. Yep. Never too late. Um, and since then, um, just trying to get all the experience I can and. Uh, before I start, and um, why don't you give the audience, you know, a taste of, you know, a little bit what you've been doing since yeah, we last. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, it's been quite the journey. Five years. I think the last time we did this, I was, uh, yeah, I was still an undergrad at uh, Cleveland State University. For uh, um, I graduated since then, so that's good news. Um, got my degree in biology with a chemistry minor. Um, and then I like took a year off, and then I decided to go full into pharmacy school. And I did an accelerated program at uh, Massachusetts College of Pharma- uh, at Pharmacy. And yeah, and I'm actually almost done. I graduated in May, so it's just been a real long journey. I'm tired, like I am so tired. And Perpetually. Yeah, I'm constantly tired. And uh, Jared's my roommate, so he's been seeing the long nights and all the work. But yeah, no, I'm just, you know, ready to get into the workforce and start with school and I'm just really ready for it all. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things that you don't know requires as much work as it does until you're watching it and you're watching somebody else go through it and you're like, man, I do not envy that journey. No, no, no. But it'll be worth it. I'm going to make everyone call me Dr. Brown for sure. <laughs> I, no one is going to let. I don't even want to hear two songs. Come out of my mouth, I weren't talking that shit. I understand. I fully get it. Um, all right. So, yeah, update. We got you gave you guys a nice update. And um, you know, it kind of explains what's been going on. Another thing we want to do, a little change of content. Oh, it'll always be sports. That's our bread and butter. That's what we know best. Um, besides whatever our professions are, like, we know sports. And, um, but also, we're going to be health professionals um, in due time, too, so a little quicker than, than I am. And I think it would be kind of stupid to not um, kind of incorporate that into what we do. Um, just like uh, health tips, um, lifestyle changes you can make, um, things that are happening in current events with, with the health um, field and uh, some fitness stuff too, maybe you know anything like that 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 we uh, understand well and that we know. Um, it'd be it'd be uh, foolish not to share. Yeah, absolutely. We should definitely uh, parlay that into something else and uh, combine it with um, our podcast for mm-hmm. sure. All right. So, well, further ado, let's uh, hop right into sports. Um, and 
I guess we're going to start like on a more somber note. Uh, um, just the other day, we found out um, a former Ohio State standout, uh, Dwayne Haskins, was killed um, by an oncoming dump truck on the highway, uh, which is just like one of the most random things. Like, I went straight, I went into our group chat uh, that day to say something about, um, you know, hey, let's, like, let's hang out, guys. And that, that was the first thing I said. I just kind of just dropped my phone and just like, was shocked. Yeah. Um, you don't think about people that young dying, and when it happens, it's like it's it's a gut check. Yeah, you know? still a kid. Yeah, Four still four. very much a kid. And um, one of the things that people were kind of floating around on social media was that like this could have been a suicide attempt. Um, there's no like confirmation about that. Uh, I don't want to speculate, but that's something that when you kind of think about it, it's like he's on the highway. He got hit by a dump truck in Florida. It's like, it's wild. yeah, after practice, right? Right after practice, yeah. and um, yeah, it, it's just a really sad thing to see somebody like who was one of the best college quarterbacks, if not the best in his in his year, and then you know he didn't catch on the way he wanted to in the NFL, but you know he had plenty of time left with a ton of potential. Um, a guy has worked hard. I, I've seen like his entire life story with growing up as a kid when his dad pushing him. Um, you know, to be the next Ohio State quarterback. And it's just a sad ending to what could have been, you know, maybe a, a possibly really good career. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I don't know. I kind of always held out hope that he would eventually turn around because he was so good at Ohio State. Let me just give you some numbers from his his one start, really. Like, I mean, he, he played a little bit in 2017, but his first really official start, Mind you, he beat out Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. He beat out Joe Burrow, who was the Heisman Trophy winner and um, was in the Super Bowl uh, this year. So 2018, um, this is what he did. He threw for 70%, 70% completion percentage, 4,831 yards, 50 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. So, yeah. you know, you don't want to just hop on all the bad that, you know, Dwayne Haskins. It wasn't, you know, he didn't live up to the college career, but, but, that is quite the accomplishment in its own, you know. It's still college sports, and it's still playing against top-level talent. And this guy was one of the best, uh, definitely, that year. Um, so, yeah, no, just a really sad story. It just maybe he just, uh, from, what I, from what I understood, he just wasn't ready, really ready yet. Um, and he was one of those people who maybe might have been better off being in college for a little longer, maybe get a little more mature. But, I, you know... He, like I said, 24, when you come out when you're like 21. I know when I was 21, I was super immature. Mm-hmm. So just always want to try to think of this as a human perspective. We don't want these athletes to come in, be adults, lead a team at 22, 23. You know, that's asking a lot. And sometimes not everyone's up for the task at the time. So, you know, we never know how his career could have ended. Um, I like to think positively, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we all know what was happening in Pittsburgh. You have Ben Roethlisberger, he goes out. And retires, um, and Dwayne Haskins is there, and you know you have a young prospect like him. It, it could have been his time mm-hmm. at some point. You know they they signed Mitch Trubisky, which I mean we, we know who Mitch is at this point. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know who we didn't know who Dwayne Haskins could have been. So yeah. um, it, it's just it's unfortunate, but um, you know. Uh, we can sit here and actually trash Mr. Trubisky. Yeah, yeah. Not going but yeah. <laughs> now we're not. No, not, not today. We'll, we'll, we'll wait till week three or so when it's finally kicked off. But uh, rest in peace to the kid and um, everybody, you know, who and his family and everything. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's honestly one of those things, like, that you, you can't just scroll past um, when people are that young and they're possibly going through something serious or it's just, like, a, a freak accident. It's... It's unfortunate, but good luck to the rest of his family and everybody you yeah. know, who was close to him. Thoughts and prayers, Definitely. Um, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna go into the NBA. One of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite pastimes as a Celtics fan is uh, harping on the Lakers when they do bad and they don't live don't live up to expectations, which kind of has been unfortunately for us kind of a trend within the last uh, ten to fifteen years or so for them. Yeah, Ish. yeah, yeah. I guess um, give or take. Five or so um, years in there. The Kobe blown Achilles. I guess it's kind of been. They've been kind of. I mean, they had that one year where they won. They the won, yeah. But um, which was but, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Jared's gonna, <laughs> gonna go with it. It was just you know the ostrich with the bubble chip. Yeah, yeah. But um, but other than that, they've yeah they've been quite the dumpster fire. But yeah, so we're gonna trash them because that's what everyone else in the media is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know where to start really. Uh, how about Frank Vogel, the the, yeah. sc- the scapegoat? Yeah, that was that was all types of runs. Did you see how they fired him? They fired him through a Woj tweet. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even tell him. That's so he was in the, the uh, press conference literally after they won the game. Like they fought all the way to overtime, which maybe they should have been fighting a little harder earlier in the season. <laughs> Um, just so they could say that they didn't lose fifty games. They're like really that was their that was their benchmark. That was their Super Bowl. Um, and then they asked them. At the podium, like, hey, you, are you fired? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I didn't hear anything about being fired, so I don't know. It's like, what the, what is going on at the Lakers organization? How are you going to fire a man like that? Why did you even, why did you leak it to Woj and not tell this man first? You couldn't even give him the courtesy. Like, the man won you a championship 18 months ago. Right. You it, can't give him the courtesy of telling him first? Right. It, it's, un, it's like, it's such a strange thing. So, like, they... They just stockpiled a bunch of veterans who kind of mostly have been has-beens at some point. LeBron's friends. Right, a lot of LeBron's <laughs> friends. And, like, they're still really good players, but they're, like, being forced in these prominent positions that I don't think that they're equipped to do anymore. And, like, like people like Carmelo. Like, good six-man, but Frank Vogel hangs his hat on the defensive side of the ball. They signed nobody who was young and good enough defensively exactly. to kind of uh, contribute to that philosophy. And then they have a lot of... Really, really big players, but they shoot a bunch of threes. They can't shoot players. They sh- they can't shoot threes very well. No. Um, and then they have uh, no shooting. Like they, ha- what does LeBron thrive off of having yeah. shoes around and floor spacing and being able to kick out? Yeah. They go inside Russell Westbrook, trade for him. Um, uh, and then they have Anthony Davis, who is to me, I really trusted him to be like an amazing player. But injury issues at some point is going to catch up. And the older you get, the more inju- injuries kind of stack up. Um, LeBron, we know, can't probably play 82 games anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's, he doesn't want to be relied upon to do that. So it was a recipe for disaster. On top of that, their front office has been kind of suspect for quite some time. Very suspect. And, um, you know, I, every every game, every game, I, I it was like Christmas waking up like the Lakers lost. Yes. <laughs> I, I, this was like the one year I was actually excited to watch Undisputed and listen to Skip Bayless. Uh, I, I, okay, so I, I, I hate the Lakers, but I'm also a LeBron fan, so I don't share as much enthusiasm yep. of seeing them lose. But of course, it is nice. It is it is very. It's just it's so much drama, and it's just one of those things. Like it was it was hilarious. Like every day. The first topic would be how bad the Lakers. Didn't matter how good anyone else was. It was more about how bad the Lakers are, mm-hmm. and they were absolute trash. Um, I don't know, like, and that's the thing. Like, they fired Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel didn't put this team together. No, it was Mike Palinka and LeBron James. Rob Maybe Palenka. more LeBron James and Mike and like, oh, sorry, Rob Palinka. Yeah. Sorry, um, and. I, it's just like he's falling on this for no reason. Like, like I, I really have to blame Rob. I mean, like, yeah, you could pass the buck to LeBron. Like, he wanted Westbrook. He wanted his friends. But it's like the GM's got to stand up and be like, nah, you just can't let LeBron come in swinging his dick making every <laughs> decision. Like, you got to stand up and be like, nah, LeBron, I don't think Westbrook's a good idea. Like, everyone knew that Westbrook's not a good idea. Right. Why did... You know, you're supposed to save, like, I understand you give some, with star players, you give them some power and control. But you also have to stop them from making, you know, that, that's what you're there for. It's it's almost like having, like, a, a fighter in a, uh, and you have a coach. Exactly. You have to, you have to save him from himself. Exactly. <laughs> you have to throw in the towel sometimes. You got to know when it's like, all right, this is enough is enough. Right. And he just never did that. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go a little deeper on this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little deeper on this. I, you know what happens a lot, you know, you know, we get these big companies, you know, these, these like, you know, these billionaire millionaires, they make like these big companies, you know, they get their family in the right place. And you know what happens after like a generation or two? Nepotism and uh, yeah. comfortability. Exactly. The kids yeah. and the kids ruin it. Yeah. The kids ruin <laughs> it. And that's what's happening with Jeannie Buss, I really think so. Because 
it's just not been the same since, you know, Dr. Buss has died. Like, there's just, you know, the GM that hired and the Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, it's so weird. He just comes on air just to yep. trash them. Yep. Spilling tea <laughs> everywhere. And does he work there? He's still an <laughs> like, advisor. does not work there. <laughs> he, they say he's an advisor of some sort. Like, why do you, <laughs> your best friends, like, her, her and him and but him and Jeannie Buss are best friends, but he's going in there to trash them. Yeah. And the things he was saying doesn't even make any sense. They didn't even have the cap space for the crap he's talking about. Um, it was just funny to see, like, they're like, yeah, Magic, you want to come on air and trash the Lakers? Like, yeah, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> and he just dropped everything. Like, yeah, we could have had DeMar DeRozan. To be honest, I really feel like the DeMar DeRozan thing is, it's it's like one of those hindsight things. It's like, there's nobody was checking for him. <laughs> no, he <laughs> until, turned into, yeah. Right, it's like until he came back and he showed, like, with the Bulls, like, hey, I'm those numbers aren't always empty. <laughs> he had his best season literally ever at what? I, I don't He's know. 32. Uh, yeah, has that ever happened? I don't even, I've never seen a player have their best year at 32. Yeah. So that, that is like, yeah, we could sit here and talk about, but if we're going to be honest, he was still always the better fit than Westbrook. But yeah, yeah DeMar, but no one expected this from DeMar. No. And then, you know, they could have, the Buddy Heel thinks, I, I, I'm still mind blown about that. was an amazing fit. Yeah. Like, you got a scorer, you got a guy who's, um, one of the best shooters in the league. He was going to be one of the greatest, statistically speaking, three-point shooters of all time, yeah, <laughs> which uh, is wild. Yeah, I remember we had that conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it just seemed like an easy an easy and obvious fit, and they just went with Westbrook. What, I mean, like, I, I, to me, like, it, it, it sounds kind of messed up, maybe a little narcissistic, but, like, I'm kind of not happy, but it's like, Everything I've been saying about Westbrook for years has literally been been proved right by yeah. by everything. Like all my takes on Westbrook, people say I'm too harsh on him and everything. And it's like, nah, this guy's just out here for his stats. He was just out here getting triple doubles no matter what happened. Um, yeah, I remember. They don't lead to anything. They don't lead to wins. Not, you can't you can't use that have, have that type of usage. I don't think he's very self aware. Uh, like there was a there was a quote today when um, they were talking about Frank Vogel, and he's like. Yeah, I don't know what that guy has against me. <laughs> like, <Right>. buddy. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> what do you mean? Losing. He got fired. That's what he has against you. <laughs> like, I, he's not... Every time during the, the post... I, I watch a lot of post-game press conferences specifically of him. Um, just because they ended up being funny and the sound body. And uh, he's like... Uh, every time he gets asked a question, it's like, how come you're not playing better, essentially? He's just like, do you know who I am? It's like, dude, that was four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Six, seven years. Like, you, you gotta come on, man. It's what you do for me lately. You can't hang your hat up on what you did, and unless you retired. And we want to talk about accolades. You can't be currently playing and be like, do you know who I am? It's like, yeah, we see you. Yeah, we watching. Yeah, that, every game, leading the league in turnovers and you know hitting the side of the backboard once per game. Yeah, <laughs> it was just hard to watch. And then the the league caught on, started trolling him. The Kings DJ and the coldest ice. Right. Towns and Beverly had a field day that one. It was just bad. It was all bad. All bad. Yeah. Nothing good. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it. This is one of those situations where it, it kind of deserved to blow up in their face. And at the beginning of the season, LeBron was like, "Please keep that same energy when yeah. you know." And, and we, we keeping it. Yeah, <laughs> we keeping it. It doesn't look good. It does not look good. So, where do you think they go from here? Well. The NBA is one of those things where it feels like, oh, they don't have any money, but somehow another money magically pops up. Yeah. Um, this talks about Westbrook getting traded to Charlotte, which... <laughs> That's a classic MJ move. Yeah, it's pretty classic. Um, I think that would probably be... Like, the people who were proposing that trade um, could potentially... Uh, are actually better fits. I don't know how much better they'll be. Um, Hayward's in that trade. Um, Rozier and Hayward for Westbrook? That's what I'm hearing. To get yeah. Contracts. yeah, exactly. Those contracts are huge, uh, especially the Hayward one, and um, it'll be a better fit as far like, on his face. Absolutely. Um, you got a lot of shooting. You get people who can handle the ball, who can pass the ball. It's it, it sounds like a match made to happen, um, but will it work? Uh, you know, on the court when it, when it actually goes when the ball gets thrown up in the air, who knows? It depends who's that coach. Depends. Um, you know, if if these people can stay healthy as well because yeah. a lot of these guys have been injured. Uh, they're, they're veterans still. And, um, you know, they're still in that same age range, 32, 33-ish, 34. Um, you know, they started off at Rondo, who was 35 years old. And yeah. 
who's been often injured in the latter part of his career. That's true. Yeah, you can't even... So, the thing that I'm hearing, too, is, like, so, yeah, how... So, maybe they'll trade Westbrook to Charlotte. Like, maybe Jordan's that stupid. Um, but the thing is, like, if you don't trade him to Charlotte, where are you trading him? And then the, what, the thing I heard from a um, reporter from ESPN, um, Shelbourne, I believe her last name mm-hmm. is, yeah. She was saying that Westbrook won't accept the buyout because he thinks it's beneath him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He, he knows that if he gets bought out, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, that's what, he, that's what the, he's like, oh, only wash players get bought out. Well, uh, well right, buddy. You might, get, you might be kind of washed. Yeah, you look that kind of funny in the light right now. Yeah, that might be it. But, like, I think, honestly, like, even just, like, let's get away from Westbrook. Like, yeah, he's also one of the scapegoats. Yeah, I, I think he's he's definitely a part of this. He's, he's been who he has always yeah, been. Yeah, We got to talk about Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anthony, exactly. Let's move on from Westbrook. We know where he's been. Um, but Anthony Davis, um, he hardly played this year. And well, when he did, play, when he he did no, he wasn't that great at all. And um, he didn't look like he like wanted to be out there half the time, it seemed like. It's kind of blasphemous to think about, like, what do you do from here with him? Do you move on from him? Um, he's a clutch guy, and it feels like that place is, like, the clutch headquarters. They have so many clutch clients over there. Clutch runs the whole thing. Exactly. It kind of feels that way. Like, that was kind of the reason why they went over to L.A. Um, just kind of set up shop. But I don't know what they do. I don't, like, can this core still work, LeBron and AD? Are they, able, are they going to be able to stay on the court together long enough? For it to work. Is, okay, Can so, they keep it with the younger teams in the league? I No. Like, you're going to have to get, like, so, as you were saying, like, older players, the older you get, the first thing that goes is your lateral quickness, which means your defense. Mm-hmm. Your defense is not going to be there. Your athleticism, your defense is gone. But my thing is right now is, is Anthony Davis still, like, a top 10 player? After this season, it's kind of hard to even rate him up there. There's so much talent in the league. He's 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 um he's been unbelievable at, at his peaks, but right now, um, it's hard to rate him there because there's been guys who are coming out of the woodwork who have yeah. been performing. Like John Morant, like that's not a guy who I would ever put in my top ten before this year probably. Before before the bubble season, or, or like even going into last year, there's no question that we probably were like Anthony Davis the best big man. Yeah. I, not better than Embiid. Nope. Not, not better than Jokic. Jokic. He might not even be better than Towns at this point. Right. There's a serious argument to the media there. Right. And, you know, Giannis is definitely not better than Giannis. He's a powerful big man, whatever you want to call Yeah, him. he's about just as tall as him. It's... Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could put him wherever. But yeah. it's it's not, you know, it's not that, I don't, he's not a guaranteed, hmm, you know, you have the best big man, you know, in the league type. You know, you don't have that dominance anymore with him. So, and then LeBron is not, I think he probably might be fifth best now. Like, you know, he slipped. Yeah. It's natural. He's 37. Yeah. So, if AD isn't going to be the guy, you know, bringing them into the next generation, I don't really know how this works out in the future. Right. It's, the thing is, AD feels like he got old very fast. Like, like overnight. Because all of a sudden, he's now 29, which is not ancient, but he's he's an old 29. He's a very old 29. <laughs> um, just the knick-knack injuries that people c- kind of shook off when he was 24, 25, mm-hmm. are now starting to really pile up. And he's supposed to be able to bridge that gap, like, like we were saying. Like, bridge that gap from the, the older generation being LeBron into to AD and attracting more and more younger players to come over there. Yeah. Um, but the, they're not winning. And I think people look at them as... Dinosaurs over there. I think the league is looking at them like this is a, a this is a free win. Why would I want to come over here? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel like that they're working towards anything better. No, definitely. Um, I don't like and it just the overall dysfunction of the Lakers organization. Like I said, like a lot of this has to be laid out the foot of like just from the top. Like GD Bus is just not doing that great of a job. I mean, Rob Lake has got to go. Like I, I don't understand. I mean, like, I understand he can't fire himself, so that's your job to fire him because he put the team together. Him and LeBron, I guess you could say. And you're not. You can't fire LeBron. But um, I don't know. I think LeBron's probably. I think LeBron's probably out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's looking around. It's just messed up for Anthony Davis. <laughs> but I think LeBron's looking around like oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's thinking about his, you know, playing with his son at some point, and he wants. I think he wants to position himself in that fashion, where he's able to play with his son and yeah. whatnot. 
Um, you know, they live in LA. They live out there in Cal- I don't know LA or not, but like they don't live in California. And um, you know, I think it is all made sense for his family to be out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I think he's going to end up signing probably like a one in one deal, like a one year and then like a player option the next year at some point. Yeah. Um, and just take a year by year f- from there. Would it be best if the Lakers traded LeBron? Personally, if I'm them, I would want to trade them. I'd want to just kind of blow it up. I think it might be best. Like, you've got so much money tied into these two stars who don't seem like that they're going to get – they're not getting any younger. And, um, you know, health – it's one of those things once it starts to go, it kind of just goes on you. Um, And, you know, he's going to be 38 this upcoming year, uh, this this year. And then, um, you know, December, then Anthony Davis next year will be 30. Uh, and he's never been able to stay healthy. Um, on top of that, players are, are a lot smarter now than they ever have been. Um, they're more in tune with what's going on in the front office, um, and that for a number of reasons why that's that's the case. But they're paying attention to how dysfunctional uh, front offices are. They talk to each other a lot more Definitely. now, and you know information travels faster. And um, I don't know how many guys are just going to be up and going to LA uh, like big time marquee players. And, you know, you heard Steph Curry was like, oh, uh, LeBron talk, said you may want to play with, you know, you would love to play with you. He's like, ah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, in all fairness, what is Steph Curry supposed to say? He's got a good team around him. He's got his Because, you know, if LeBron comes, that means someone's leaving. Exactly. So you can't say that. You know, they still got their chemistry going. They're still heading into the playoffs. They and that's my thing. They still legitimately be a threat. Um, yeah, so you know that's that's, that's the right response. That's mm-hmm. the right response, and LeBron gave the right response to him. He's on a shop. He's on a show. He's got to create content. So I understand. They asked him, "Who do you want to play with?" He said, "His son." And then they're like, "Well, who else?" And he said, "Steph Curry." Makes sense. But could you imagine LeBron at twenty five is not getting? It. I'm good. <laughs> He's not like like LeBron of the past. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's now it's just that the fact that when he comes in, you have to expect like this is his thing. This, this, this like. Move over, GM. Move over, star player. Like, you got to give LeBron the floor. Well, I was thinking, too, like, how we're talking about Westbrook. You got to, like, how he has to accept certain things have changed. Yeah. About, like, where he is right now. I think LeBron's got to accept certain things have changed, too. I mm-hmm. don't think he coming just – he's not the player he once was. Like, he's still top five, but I think he's got to accept that maybe he doesn't have all control. Right. Anymore. He yeah. He doesn't have that. Cause he, I mean, because he used to be LeBron in any – Whoever, literally, whoever is on this team, we're going to the playoffs. Yeah. And we're going to actually go to maybe the second round, no matter who it is. Yeah. And he can't do that anymore. And he's 37, honestly. If he was still doing that, like, I would, you know, I want a blood test. Like, I want to know what's going on. So, it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah. I I, I totally totally understand that. Um, uh, Moving on from the Lakers. We've had enough about teams that aren't performing. Uh, Let's talk about the playoff pitcher. Um, MA playoffs. The play-in starts uh, tomorrow, actually, uh-huh. and the playoffs starts on Saturday. And it's it's been an interesting year. It's, this is one of the few years in, in the last twenty or so that the East is actually stronger than the West. East is deep. Um, if they're not stronger, it's pretty damn close. Um, yeah. And you know, it, it feels like anybody could actually win this year, which is very very um, promising for the future. Realistically, how many teams do you think? You know, I actually contend for the Eastern Conference Championship. Eastern Conference, I say one through four. One through four. Uh, and it would they maybe Brooklyn? I, I throw Brooklyn in there. Yeah, yeah, no, you could. I would throw them in there too. Let's you know, still got those guys on it. But yeah, that, I've never seen um a conference as wide open. Yeah, that that for for those who don't know the um one through four would be Miami, Boston, um, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and then. The seven seed in Brooklyn, but they they have a they, they have a quite uphill battle um, uh, going forward. Yeah, I'm scared of Celtics fan a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. If I if we had Rob, I wouldn't be so scared. But, yeah, um, he's out. But yeah, so yeah, let's talk about this play. Yeah, so um, in the West, so let's start with the West. We have uh, New Orleans with the nine seed versus San Antonio with the ten seed. Um, New Orleans won thirty six games. San Antonio thirty four. Uh, and then you have Minnesota, the seven seed, won forty six games, and you have the Clippers, the eighth seed, won forty two. Yeah. Um, and those are that, that's a little surprising team right there, Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, it's one of those things where you see like a, a team with a ton of young talent, like why aren't they performing well? Why aren't they performing? And 
this is one of the teams that actually like really put it together Finally. early on, uh, like pretty fast. You know, they got um, Edwards, uh, right? Um, and, number one, yeah, Anthony Edwards, number one overall pick, performing immediately, pretty much, and um, actually contributing to wins. Along with Cat, and uh, they got Patrick Beverly over there, and they got a, a good mixture of young talent and D-Lo, veteran talent. D'Lo, D'Lo, yeah, right. It's great to see, um, you know, a team like that, Minnesota, who hasn't been anything since early 2000s with KG. Um, the interesting, I think the most interesting team in the Western playing is definitely the Clippers, because Paul George yeah. just came back. He's been balling. Yeah, no, he's played, I mean, there's like rumors that Kawhi's come, I don't think Kawhi's coming back. Right. Kawhi's not the type of guy to even play slightly right. healthy. Right. You know, Kawhi, if he's not 100%, he's not even out there. But um, it seems like, I don't know, I mean, like, the West playing doesn't, you know, it doesn't, I feel like, I don't think anything will change. Right, I, I agree. It seems like it's pretty straightforward. It'd be, like, a, a crazy surprise if, like, Minnesota fell out or the Clippers, did, like, San Antonio or New Orleans. New Orleans actually pretty good. They've actually been coming on strong, but I, I can't see it. I don't know about you. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think these playoff, these play-ins um, mean nearly as much. I think that uh, Minnesota... Um, I, I'd give them the benefit of the doubt over mm-hmm. over the Clippers. The Clippers have been so up and down, yeah. and I don't I don't really feel like I've paid too much attention to them just because you already like Paul George has been out most of this season. You know Kawhi is not there, and they've largely been kind of a disappointment since they that two headed duo got there yeah. um, a few years ago. Um, so I'd go with Minnesota, um, getting the win over them and. Whatever happens between New Orleans and San Antonio, it really doesn't matter because nah. they're, they're they're both probably going out first round. Absolutely. Um, let's get to the, you know, the interesting conference, right? Yeah, which would be the East. Um, so now we got some interesting stuff that could happen. So Cleveland sadly has been falling because of injuries. Like they started out with third, pretty sure they're third mm-hmm. at one point. And they're really good, and you know about Brooklyn. Like we don't really have to explain too much there. And now that Kyrie can play, and we got the Hawks, who've yeah. been one of the better teams the last month. Right with Charlotte, so this one is a tough one. How do you how do you see this one shaking out? Uh, so with Charlotte, I watch a, a ton of Charlotte games, um, but they have a also a really good mixture of like veteran leadership and then um, having young players who who like also take the lead. Um, but I think the problem is that they're like the definition of like being way too young, and yeah. they make a lot of boneheaded mistakes like on on offense, and they play a little bit too too fast and out of control sometimes, and. Um, Atlanta, uh, a little bit better coached, a lot better coached, and um, they were the reigning in a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, and they've been like, like you said, they've been really good over the last uh, few months. And uh, they started pretty bad. Yeah, the playoff tested. They, they they've been together before yeah. uh, for a few years, and I see, I'd see probably Atlanta winning that one, and then Brooklyn moving on. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think no matter who moves on against the Heat, like I think that they both could have a chance of, like, pushing them. I don't know about winning, but definitely pushing them. I think Atlanta has probably the better chance of winning. I, I think, honestly, I think Atlanta and the Mets will get it. Like, I think Atlanta will find a way to beat the Cavs. Cavs are young, and they're hurt. But, I mean, they are really good. Mobley is coming back. So, I, I would say that this will probably be, like, the only play with, like, an actual upset with not the nine getting in. Right. And then, you know, honestly, I'm not a big... I don't know about you, but I'm not a big believer in that. Like, something about them, I just... I don't know. It just feels like smoke and mirrors. Like it just feels like a lot of heat culture and like just tough play and regular season plays. How to get in there? I can mm-hmm. see. I don't think Hawks would beat them, but I could see them getting in trouble. Like right. Trey getting hot, a few games and getting in trouble. That's what I was saying. Like they could push him. I don't know about winning, but they could probably push him. Like that probably be the one upset I could see. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't <laughs> even though Brooklyn is the lowest seed than the Celtics, like what how many people would really view that as an upset? It wouldn't really be an upset. It would actually be more ups like it'd be disappointing if we beat them. Like, yeah, people would be looking at it like, oh my god, they lost to the Celtics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like this Brooklyn Nets is probably like we talk about the Lakers being trash and very disappointed, whatever. This is actually to me is the most disappointing team. Cause the hype that was surrounding this team since it was put together. What, what has happened? Nothing. Nothing. They have not done anything. They were supposed to win, like, a championship, too. They're favored to win the chip, this, the whole thing with Kyrie, Harden. Like, it's just been extremely disappointing, extremely dysfunctional as well. So, like, even if, I mean, like, trust me, like, Brooklyn is, like, a team I see in my nightmares right now since we probably matched up with them. But, 
you know, it, it doesn't feel like it would be an upset. But um, that that Brooklyn, that that Nets Celtics series is it? Have you ever seen a first round series that good? Um, on paper, no. <laughs> but uh, have we watched better series? Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we can see. We can see. We can see. I mean, it could be. I remember, like, historic. I remember the really big one was the um, Celtics Bulls. Bulls, yeah. That's that what I'm thinking about. crazy one. That's that what I'm thinking about. Oh, nine. Oh, but 2010. So. This has potential to be, like, a classic. Like, a classic first round. Like, I could easily see this go seven games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering... Here's the thing. What Brooklyn is, like, on paper, you look at all these guys. If you would have told me, like... In 2011, that Kyrie Irving, Durant, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, Blake Griffin would all be on the same team, and then <laughs> <laughs> like in 20, in like I forgot about Blake. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. I mean, there was a reason to forget. Oh, he the season was very forgettable. He's very washed. Yeah, he's quite washed. Oh, um, if you had told me back then that these players would play all on the same team in the future, I would. Out of my face or whatever, like it, it, it's crazy. And if you take one good look at like a game or two, it's pretty obvious that they're like their offenses feel very fluid. Like it's like it's two people are bust. Yeah, it's one on one. Right, it's it's very one on one oriented, and I just don't know if that's going to be. And people in and out of the lineup, it doesn't yeah. really feel like if you're gonna go against a team that's been probably the best in the league amongst the best in the league, two, two or three teams. Yeah in the Celtics since the All-Star break, like, mm-hmm. you better have it together. Um, yeah, no, that's true. Because um, we've been playing, actually playing together. Graham is missing Rob Will right now, but that team is small, you know, uh, relatively, well, they, they play kind of small. Um, and, you know, now they lost Jared Allen, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I like fear Brooklyn um, just on paper, but I think we have a really, really good shot of being them. Yeah, I know. I would pick us to win. It's just, you know, like you said, it was because of a lot of one-on-one game. But, I mean, the thing that scares is they're the two best five one-on-one right. players in the league, um, Kyrie Irving, KD. Um, and they got some good role players, too, that can make some shots. Um, you got Patty Mills, Patty Trill, and you got um, Seth Curry. You know, right. it, it, you know, if you load up on KD or Kyrie, you can, you know, you, I'm sure you can find him at the three-point line, you know, hitting some baskets. But I also heard he's kind of injured. So, I mean... You know, not, I don't like to wish anything, but I mean that's good for us. But, um, but yeah, no, it's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'll be definitely um, watching that every every game, every game. I, I will not miss one single game. Right. For it, that series. Yeah, and definitely we'll be watching for um, uh, that series between Brooklyn and um, Cleveland as well. Uh, Facts. With their, um, you know, the play in there tomorrow. Yeah. Um, which is great because I haven't been. Uh, Super happy about the NBA all season, you know, early season more so because the Celtics weren't, weren't great yeah. or playing too good. But it's it's definitely picked up over the last few months. So who you got coming out for each conference? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pick with with like my brain and not my heart because <laughs> <laughs> my heart tells me Celtics are winning. Okay, okay. Right? My heart tells me Celtics. Right. My head tells me Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, because obviously the defending champs, Giannis is going to a place. Like of all time greatness, like he's already there, really. Yeah. But like he's ascending to that point of like he like knows he's there. And yeah. once you you know you're there, like that you're not little brother anymore. That like you're not looking up to anybody. Like oh, you know, I want to get to that level. It's like no, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he got there after, um, you know, the finals where he was he was missing shots really badly at some certain points. But he didn't shy away. He kept shooting the ball. Yes. And at that point, and I was like, oh, dude, he's different. <laughs> he, he, could learn something. Like right. That. He kept shooting the ball, and um, he shot his way out of it, and, and, and he came back the next season. What did he do? He worked. <laughs> he, he worked on it, and he started hitting turnaround jump shots that made me shake in my boots. Uh, and then I, I like Phoenix coming out of the West. Um, Phoenix, like Memphis is really tough. Uh and, you know, one through four is kind of tough. Um, Dallas is pretty tough, but I'd probably lean more towards Phoenix just because, you know, they're, they they were there last year. Hopefully, Chris Paul can stay healthy all the way through. Um, I think they'll be they'll – be, they've been the best team all year mostly, and I think they'll uh, they'll continue that. Okay. All right. You know, those are very logical sound choices. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, that's like – I'm going the opposite. I'm going by heart. Because, uh, you know, to make this interesting, we don't want to just completely agree here. But, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Bucks is probably the most 
logical choice, but I'm going with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely going. We have looked great. We almost beat them without Tatum yep. the other night, uh, without Al, without Rob, obviously. And I just think we match up really well on them against the perimeter. And if, like, Rob comes back second round and we don't have to see them yet, I think, you know, I really do think we have a chance to come out. So I'm actually, I'm going to go with the Celtics. Okay. It's just a thing. Like, picking up my heart isn't really that bad of a choice here. No, it's like, not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Am I going to, I'm 100% going to be. You want the safer pick. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just what, like, what. I'm not making like a hardcore choice here. It's just like what 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 could pot probably happen? Uh, Milwaukee. I mean, they've been they they have the best player in the league, and they've just been playing great all year. And but the Celtics, when you're getting hot at the right time, yeah, that's like the perfectly. That's like the the best time in sports. You know, as a sports team, yeah. you're playing you're playing your best at the right time. You're going into the playoffs. Um, granted, without like one of the best centers in the league, mm-hmm. um, but second round is when we're really going to need him. Yeah. Um, going forward from there, and if we have him against Milwaukee, anything can happen. Anything can happen. happen. Anything can happen. Like, Easy words. And and this, this is like uh, the, the there was definitely not a time you know early this season where I thought oh we'd be god. at this position. Oh my god! I, I thought it was I thought it was over. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's the walk-in, so he's stressed out on the couch, <laughs> watch them blow leads to like terrible teams, and I used to just be screaming on TV. It was, it was yeah, it was it was tough. I literally stopped watching them for like. I'm lying. I only want to stop watching for like a couple games. Yeah, I, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to the narcotic. It's like what else are you gonna do? You might as well watch the Celtics. Yeah, right? exactly. But it was it was real. It was it was getting really. If you ever see my Facebook post, I was really upset. It was it was getting bad. All right, so I'm gonna go to the West. I'm going with Memphis, bro. You go with Memphis. I'm going okay. with Memphis. Yeah. I'm going with Memphis. Okay. I, look, they are number two, right? They are 16 and two without John Morant. 16 and 2 without that's, that's, that's pretty that impressive. Really good. That's pretty and impressive. John's gonna be there the whole time. They are really good. They're young, they're athletic, they defend. They have four players that can get you 20 on any night. Yep. With Dylan Brooks, mm-hmm. with um Jackson. Yep. Uh, with Jerry Bain, Jackson. Yeah, Jerry Jackson Jr. And then um with Bain and then with Ja. And they have a deep bench. Yeah. 16 and 2 is pretty impressive without their best player. <sighs> That is, I'm saying, like, you could honestly make the argument they've kind of been the best team in the league, you know, if you're playing that well without them. So, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I really, I'm going to go with, and then Chris Paul, and Chris Paul. At some point, that hamstring's going to give you out, You know right? it <laughs> happens every time, the hamstring. And imagine Chris Paul trying to check Ja at this age. It's going to be looking kind of crazy. You know, Chris, too. You know, Chris Paul going to get Dirty and chippy as hell. Yeah. It's going to get ugly. So I think they match up really well against them. And I don't know. I like to see the young upset, you know, the young the young Bucks kind of do it. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and that's the thing. It's it, Phoenix is like that perfect, like, they have, like, yeah. Chris Paul, the veteran leadership. And then they have Devin Booker, who's, like, 25, 26 years old. Um, Aiton, young guy. Yeah. So he's only a few years into the league. So... That's why it's such an exciting matchup because you have two two teams that are still relatively young. You're not gonna it's people you haven't seen in positions, you know, who are gonna be in positions that you haven't seen them in before. Yeah. And it's like like we said before, it's like great to see um young teams like taking advantage of their youth and like winning games. And like and like seeing teams like that, like oh, a small market team like Memphis, mm-hmm. able to actually, you know, build through the draft and like I guess do it the old school way or whatever, but yeah. like that's kind of the only option they have. But like they're doing it correctly. They did. They they always have. If you think about it, like about yeah. back to like the Zebo days, the uh, Marcus All, the Rudy Gay. Like yep. they've always been able. They have a really good ownership. Really good. You know, they're solid. In the front office. It's they're doing the right thing, and they don't even have the same resources in most teams. Right. Exactly. They, not everybody is like banging down the door to go go down to Memphis. They make the smart trades, the smart um, free agency, the the, the correct. Free agency signings, um, and you know it's, it's it's really honestly good to see. Like you you have teams in here who you never really expect to to be you know forces. So um, yeah, like people like you know t- from from five through eight. Who, like what do you what do you think? Like um, do you have much stock in in Golden State this year? Um, that's a really tough three six matchup. It is a tough. Thing. Uh, so you know I just don't see Curry coming back at full strength. And I think that's going to be uh, it's going to be tough to just be like, hey, yeah, Jordan Poole, what is these games? Mm-hmm. And then looking at Dallas, Dallas might be in trouble. I don't think you've heard. Have you heard that uh, Luca 
might have pulled a hamstring. Oh, bad one. Yeah, that's bad. So they're in trouble. I feel like, um, especially like Luca is literally their offense. Like it's all, hey, it's high screen pick and roll with Luca. Right. You know they double you, kick out to a shooter. You know they don't. You know got the roll man. It's just all Luca, 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 Luca. Right. So um, that's gonna be a rough one. But yeah, I don't know. I, how do you feel about? I mean, like Golden State. Yes, in theory, Curry comes back. He's okay. They got a chance. Uh, you know, if Clay starts looking a little more like Clay, Clay had nearly fifty last night. He did. He did. <laughs> he was he going did. off. He did. He does. He he has those explosions once in a while. If you can like you know really put it together for a few games, you know it's it's possible. It's they're scary. Like they're like they're the sleeper, they're the sleeper team. Which is weird to say about Golden yeah, State, but uh, exactly. But they're just like in such a in with a tough matchup with the with Denver, Utah. I mean, we don't really expect them to really go too far. Nah, or make too much championship noise. Uh, apparently, they got issues like Gobert and Mitchell might have beef. Oh, like that. legit beef. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, like yeah, something's off. Like something's really. How about how about uh, we didn't we didn't, we didn't cover Philly? Like Philly is Ooh. Philly has some yeah. some monsters on the team, but we don't we we didn't seem to be too concerned about them. Nah, I mean, Embiid, you know, monster, best center in the league in my opinion. I mean, you can argue with Joe King, whatever. One A, one B, but Harden, it's not looking good, man. Yeah, it's just not looking. He looks like he's actually might be on the downswing. Um, he's looking a little washed. Um, <laughs> he has games where he's amazing, and then yeah, you know what it is. He has games where he's not playing good def- young def- yeah, defenders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he can still you know trick you and get you you know dipsy do you and <laughs> yeah, dipsy do you into reaching for you know you know playing that game. But I'm kind of scared for them. Playing Toronto, who's been also one of the best teams in the pack half in the last two months, and Matisse Thibault can't even play. He can't play. He's unvaccinated. He's unvaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you better go get that Johnson and Johnson like, right now. Like, we gotta do this now. Like, come on, like I know Harden is pissed. Like I just left this situation. In right. <laughs> I gotta deal with this again. Right. But uh, let me try to pull up some Harden numbers. I saw it. It was not good. It was not good at all. And it just kind of puts things in perspective. So we were going off about, like, the first four games. Everyone was like, oh, my God. They look like, you know, the next shot coach. First four games, Harden, 27 points per game, 59 field goal uh, percent shooting, 30% from three-point range. Since then, 20 points per game, 36% shooting, 30 from three. And he has as many turnovers as field goals in the past in the last five games. Eek. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not going to uh... – yeah. You're gonna get called out a little bit, a, a couple more times by Doc Rivers if he put up those kind of numbers. That's that's pretty bad. Doc's on the hot seat. Yeah, he's on the hot it, seat. It's it's hot. It's it's really hot. It's it's it's, it's getting a little it's cold boiling. Cold. Yeah, yeah, he's feeling that pressure. It's not looking good for Doc. I don't know. There's there's no team that has more pressure on them right now. No yeah, team. I think so. I, I think so as well. They they made a huge deal at the All Star break and uh, they moved on from. You know, Brooklyn moved on from the, the big star. He got to go finally where he actually really wanted to go all along. So, which so you know, they say, so they say. Right. I don't know if I believe that, but sure. It, it was it was on his list of, when he was trying to get out of Houston, whatever. But it's like it's like, dude, like it's the grass is always greener, you know. So um, from one MVP to another, um, uh, impossible, you know, can, candidate for MVP. Uh, we gonna wrap up the show on the MVP race. Uh, yeah, it's a close one. It's very close. It, it feels like you can go either way. Um, for sure. So I feel like the obvious pick for, for me has been uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, I don't think we've ever – we've really never seen this combination of, like, height, post-play, passing ability, and yeah. rebound ability, and, like, being able to, to kind of run the point, too, as well. Yeah. Point center. Um, it's kind of unbelievable. And yes. for the last three years or so, he's just been, like, unparalleled in that those kind of um, dimensions. and then But then you have somebody like Embiid, back to the basket, can shoot the three, can also pass out of the, you know, block shots, great defender, mm-hmm. was leading, you know, uh, amongst the top scorers in the league. Well, he top. I mean, well, is he still the top now? He's the top. Uh, okay. So, leading the league in scoring, and um, and then at three you have, oh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> the best player in the league. Yeah. It's another guy who is sort of like Jokic in, in a way, but like, is also extremely athletic. <laughs> so it does everything that Jokic does, but like also adds in elite athleticism, like all-time great athleticism, and um, is leading his team, you know, for another finals race. 
Yeah. Um, no, nah, I'm just looking at Jokic's numbers. It's hilarious. So you go to the Denver Nuggets page and team leaders. He's leading them in every category. 27 points, 13, 13, 14 rebounds more or less, mm-hmm. 8 assists, 1.5 steals, 1 block. That's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. But, all right, so that's your pick. That's smart pick. You know, that's very, this is honestly probably the most likely thing. I'm going to go Embiid because I'm going with the story, I guess. And I'm a big Embiid fan. And something about, like, uh, I don't know, like, I think Joker is great. I think he's really good. I don't know what I watch him. I just don't believe it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know something about the way he scores, something about the way he plays. Like, I don't, I'm like, I just don't believe that when it comes down to, like, a real, hey, give me a bucket right now in the playoffs. If he can always do it. I don't know why. Maybe I'm being biased some way. I don't know, but Embiid to me is that guy who's like, that's a bucket. Every no matter time. what, it's a bucket. And he's a he's one of the best defenders in the league on top of that. And just the fact that he held it together with Ben Simmons, the whole Ben Simmons drama. Like, that team easily could have fell apart because Ben Simmons was being a drama queen. And, you know, it could have got real bad. Like, everyone was expecting the Sixers to fall off. And, you know, they were contention to be the top seed in the East for the whole season. Before Harden got there. So I just find that very impressive. He held the locker room together, held the team together, and, you know, and he's got, you know, he's put up amazing numbers. He's averaging, he's the first center to lead the league in scoring since Shaq in Orlando. Um, so I'm going, yeah, I'm going B. I'm going B. It's very, I wouldn't, honestly, whoever wins, whether it's Jokic and Bede or um, Giannis, honestly, no one can really be mad. Right. One of those ones. Like, it, it's, this is the closest race I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's one of those, like, I've been seeing all kind of Embiid propaganda all over my Twitter timeline <laughs> from, what's his name, uh, Deshaun, our friend yeah, Deshaun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, he's God. He's a huge Philly fan. Huge Philly fan. And, but I, I respect it. You're riding for your guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind either way. It, it, it'll be cool to see. I don't have a, a, a real guy, you know, um, stake in the in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the race. Yeah. <laughs> Any real stake in the race because, I mean, it's none of my guys from Boston, but. Um, that wraps up our first show back in uh, in yeah. five years, and um, it was great to talk. Great to talk to y'all, and um, yes, do this again, and um, hopefully we can, you know, we're trying to keep it consistent every Thursday morning. Um, you'll get a new episode, and um, you know, as long as life doesn't get in the way, that'll be the case. Um, but until next time, thank you for your time, and um, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Peace, Peace out.